0: And welcome to the bonus episode with Esther Powers. Esther, where are you located in the world? I didn't even ask. I am currently living in Kansas. Hmm, Kansas. What part of Kansas?
1: Tiny little town north of Wichita, about
0: two hours, and about two hours west of Topeka. Hmm, yes, I know some Wichita women. I've had several Wichita women on my podcast a few seasons ago. So Esther is a five one. We always have a backstory, how two five ones meet. We met in a five one group on Facebook naturally (laughs) and uh, you're a reflector. And the moment that you posted about that, I served over 300 clients last year and not one was a reflector and you know, you're 1% of the population so I'm dying to know what is it like having all centers open? I have a wide open solar plexus. So there's where my experience comes from. I just have the hanging 39 to potentially light up my solar plexus. And that's my purpose and relationship. Super fun with that 55 and having a mother with that full channel. What's it like? <laughs> it's always
1: a funny question, Katie. Always a funny question because we only know what we know.
0: Exactly, what else
1: would you compare it to? Yes, yes, exactly. So the best I I can make guesses, you know, based on what it's like to be in other people's auric fields or in different spaces and and process that, but it's it's a tough question to answer, you know? And what's fascinating to me the most, I think, is that yes, reflectors are 1% of the population. However, in order to make a reflector, it just means that there aren't a lot of gates you know, and they aren't connecting. So I've actually met through reflector groups and things, a handful of, of twins, so to speak, people who are born the same day or who have very similar charts. So it's, it's just so interesting to me, because we're each so unique, no matter what, no matter what our type is, no matter what our chart is, we are a completely unique human being. And I find that Uh, It's actually like, to me, it's the heavily defined, like manifesting generators or the projectors who only have one or two centers open or that sort of a thing who seems so unique to me because there are so few that would have an identical chart for them. Mm -hmm. You
0: know, (laughs) that is fascinating to think. Like I know that I've gotten to, through coaching, meet someone with the same personality as me, um, or a lot of like unconscious, conscious, and like so I have a frame of reference and what that would be like. But to meet someone, you know, exactly like myself or so similar is not something that you right I've come across. <laughs> this and uh I have a defined head and Anja. So I also just feel different around and I've open throat. So I feel very different in some of the open centers I have. Like I'm very aware, I guess, of those differences. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you use that awareness to inform your decisions?
1: I'm really still learning that. That may be
0: mm-hmm.
1: just a part of the life journey, learning that alone. You know, how to make decisions uh, especially those that do require an immediate response because, you know, the strategy of the reflector is to wait 28 days or a moon cycle. And I find that when I do that, even that doesn't seem to be long enough for something. So it's really mm-hmm. that signature of surprise. Just being in that, I, I think, is, is uh, the easiest Um, Because that comes down to to expectation, right? If you're talking about surprise and disappointment, if there is no expectation, then there's the opportunity to consistently be in a state of surprise Mm. and that energetic. And if there is any expectation, then it very often leads to disappointment.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you talk about being in a state of surprise. I don't know that for generators, we ever hear that we need to be in a state of being lit up. (laughs) And that really shifts the way that I would think about showing up as a generator. I know I'm supposed to do things that light me up, but being in a state of being lit up, being in a state of surprise does look different. See, here's the wisdom that you bring for all of us
1: <laughs> i read uh once you know there's there's only so much information online about reflectors and much of it was written by other types mm-hmm. and i did read once that uh, being with a reflector is can be like being in a, an entire space that that we bring a space of uh with us you know and so that to me, being in a state of is a very, very real and present and common thing. So it's interesting to hear your feedback
0: on mm.
1: your of that.
0: Would you say it surprised you? <laughs> as much as yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask. Had to go there. You know, what surprised know. me was you have, there's 12 children in your family. Yes. And you're the oldest. Yes. Now, do you have the other eleven charts? <laughs> no,
1: my mother actually had most of the children at home uh, with a midwife, and so I'm um, where we don't have exact to the minute time mm-hmm. any of them. She got close, um, but actually later in life when she was. Um, approaching she knew she wasn't doing well and uh, had some health issues a sudden stroke and heart attack Uh, and just before that she and I intuitively were kind of together and handled some things like making sure birth certificates were in place and all of that and Mm -hmm. she used her best memory for some of them. Uh, So I have guesses like one of my favorite games and since finding (laughs) Mine is guessing people's types and their personality (laughs) profiles Mm. and I've gotten pretty good at it, but, uh, yeah, I'm not certain. I'm not
0: positive. Mm. The, uh, I can always tell the aura, the type, um, I have met one reflector in, in the flesh, um, and it was someone's child and I knew she had a reflector child. Um, but the minute that I was in that kid's presence, <clears throat> I knew that he was different uh, because I have an open throat. I can always feel the manifesting generators and the manifestors, <laughs> mm-hmm. and projectors just do what they do with their energy. So I always know when I'm around <laughs> one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. I'm. Pretty certain that the brother who followed me—I was 13 months old when he was born. I'm pretty certain that he is a generator, just straight up, mm-hmm. uh, with a with an emotional defined setting, mm. uh, just because of what I've learned and when I reflect back on what it was like and that sort of thing. However, you know, going from memory, yeah, well, it's it's tough to to know, and so
0: yeah, I make my best guess. Mm. And homeschooled until seventh grade has, I imagine as a reflector's dream, I, <laughs> it's <laughs> um, some very, good, yeah. I would say some good, par- good parent choice there. Your soul chose wisely to find that's not something that's common.
1: hundred mm, percent. My mom really, You know, one of the the things with reflectors is not being seen, right? That's just a a hang up Mm -hmm. that we tend to to get to work through feeling invisible. My mother definitely pegged me as a little different Mm. from the start and was very, she had a couple techniques with me. She would send me out to walk the dog or to go outside and play with the animals when I would get too wound up, which now I know was absorbing too much energy. And she, uh, you know, at the time, we're talking the early 80s, right? Mm -hmm. And Redlin was a very, it was being sold very actively. Uh, And we didn't get to talk about this much, but I think that her perception at the time is that I would have been diagnosed as ADD. Mm. Uh, ADHD wasn't even a thing yet, right? but that I would have been diagnosed and recommended some of this medication. And she was very much against that. Uh, And so I think she sort of stubbornly created her own way.
0: Yeah, I think I had a same wise mother. My mom was a five one. I don't know if you know what your mom was, but um, I was failing penmanship and math in first grade. And I was the last one to tie my shoes in kindergarten. So also probably would have been given. I have a wide open solar plexus. I'm nervous there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, I have a defined head. So I have my own thoughts about what I should be learning. Mm
1: -hmm. And so when
0: they sat in conferences, my mom said, well, did you ask Katie why she's putting zero and one for all of her answers? And they said no. And so they went out to the hallway to ask me. And I said, we get to read our book. <laughs> when we finish. I wanted to read. And also I was in the second reading group, not the highest, because we always get the projections. And so I made a pact. I would do my math if I could. And I had to show that I could, I'd already read all the other books. And I got a special like pass in the library to read the chapter books. And then math was fine until long division. <laughs> and then I had someone that did my homework. Like my mom let me always skate by in math. So much to my surprise in well, the business world um i've done a lot of spreadsheeting um it turns out accounting is one of my greatest skill business skills and human <laughs> design that i bring to the table um, there's a lot of ways that you can do accounting and transposing numbers um but as a 17 personality like i'm a pattern interrupter and i see it in numbers which is hilarious to me i didn't want to do spelling either because i was like oh i'll just do that on the computer and like we had eight I'm born 83. like we had the same like one computer you know the computer lab Mm -hmm. I felt like I just had this, like, you know, and my my mom, instead of investing in a math tutor, they invested in tennis lessons and that paid for college. And, you know, then I went to a a liberal arts school, so I'd only had to take one more math class. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that is just the anxiety of like one wide open center. I have one hanging gate on my throat, so that feels very open for me as well. But that is I lead or I don't lead. And i have just, you know, if you let me just live my, if I'm very in my feeling of confidence and aura and understanding, I can really tune in. Uh, what did you learn about yourself as a child in school?
1: Oh, you, you know, it's so funny that you bring up long division <laughs> because it was so, everything was good until then. And yes. I just, I was eight, nine years old, something like that. Yeah, between eight and nine. And man, my mother and I, we both had such a tough time. There were so many tears over long division. I could hardly get it. So you know?
0: many tears. <laughs> for something
1: that I can do in my pocket. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. And then just like you, uh you know, once I started doing the ASVabs and the the uh the the aptitude tests. Yeah. You know, I scored way high, way high in math and science. I just sort of learned to calculate. So the best part for me, I think, of um, being homeschooled is I learned how to think. I didn't learn how to memorize. I learned how to solve problems. I mm-hmm. learned how to be creative and uh, and just find a solution. And that was honestly probably the best gift. Just mm. helps me that's inside. a little
0: five one child stream as well uh, <laughs> <laughs> true the fixers and as an only child so social anxiety uh, that's what lives in a wide open solar plexus and with the 39 like my energy can provoke and I can also feel the 55 because it's in the transits a lot so I could be moody my mom had it so I could really be moody and <laughs> open throat I never said the right thing like the amount of social anxiety for me but I also had to figure it out because I was an only child and so it was either make sure you find a friend like get out of your comfort zone but that took me in that was adulthood that wasn't you know school I think really stifled that and probably created a lot more of that
1: Mm. yes I can relate to to a lot of that did you experience as well like when I look back, when I when I discovered human design and I started looking at the personality profiles, I reflected back on different times where I would be accepted, and then
0: pushed down. Mm. Oh my like, goodness! Yes, <laughs> yes. And then to have a best friend who's a one three. Now that I know that, tell me mm. um, that I like this is just you know I'm the problem. Like she's just projecting. But yes, all of these in and out and. And I understood like why I show up and, you know, how I do that. I'm having the most fun, making the most money in my life because I'm just aligned. I get people ask me for my opinion for a living as an executive coach. <laughs> people, um, you know, I literally on Friday, someone said, you know, that's a very controversial statement for some people. Um, and she happens to be a five one. Um, but I get to disrupt what people might normally want to avoid and they give me money for it. So I've really felt aligned in my life. How do you make your way through careers with this same experience that you're going to have in in school friendships as well?
1: I'm not going to pretend I'm good at it. I could learn a lot from you. I really, (laughs) I really enjoy your branding and I, I honor you for finding your way with that. Um, I really do, because I'm definitely still finding my way So mm. to speak, in that area, you know, I do a lot of, I wear a lot of hats and it's just, I, I allow the income to come in and I don't focus so much on creating it at this moment in my development. I'm focusing on what, how can I best be of service today, you know, and what what's going to feel good in this moment and practicing them
0: oh you're living like a generator if you're doing what's gonna feel good in this moment you're supposed to be in surprise of how much money you're making and surprise with what an impact you're making <laughs> well it does
1: bring surprise you know approaching the day from okay you know spirit god mm-hmm. universe you know my lover life itself what is the what 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 do you want to bring me today? Where am I going to be today in that moment? So I definitely am still deconditioning the generator. No mm-hmm. doubt about it. Uh, it may be a life lifelong thing as well. It gets in pretty deep.
0: Yeah, uh, it does. I mean, the, my third open center is the proving, and I only have one gate there. Um, and it's my mother's personality to be so funny to me. I just love to see how we weave these sto- get these stories in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And it's the 21, which is, you know, show me a shoelace and I'll make you two pairs of shoes. And I'll make sure that you get a bonus with those shoe- pair of shoes. And hopefully there's some string left for me, like that wanting to <laughs> prove to a fault. Um, I imagine that that one's tough for you too.
1: It, it can be and I'm, I really appreciate, I deeply appreciate actually your invitation here today and I, I look forward to creating more of this sort of environment for myself uh, because when I look at my chart and the overall, the PHS, the internal markets, the uh, 35 mm. in, in different places and things like that, the 8.1 in my, um, when we're talking gene keys in the culture Mhm. It, it basically spells online influencer and that that's where my impact is to be made is in speaking online to strangers. You know, mm. and allowing people to be attracted and to find me on their own.
0: Yeah. You know, every business needs one reflector in the room. Every company needs a reflector, um, you know, being able to your, your gift, just like we all need one projector in the room. Like your gift is just so vast and you're so rare. Um, mm, I see a lot of exciting things for you now that you've bumped into this five one. Um, it's really been my life's work, I think, to overcome that solar plexus and the open throat. And the, mm-hmm. um, I'm still, deaf. I think, I'll probably die with that uh, trying to prove I'll get over it, though. Uh- <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, with the throat, you're able to give people a voice through this
0: yeah. platform. And
1: that's really, really beautiful.
0: You know, I never thought of it that way. Um, mm, I will receive that. Thank you. Um, and as every 5 1, um, you've had some traumatic events to work through, and you've gotten to study with some pretty cool people in your day as well. Mm-hmm. And for people to tune in and hear that on the main episode, Esther has an amazing, incredible story to share with us. Um, I love that you have this Clark Kent persona (laughs) as every five one should, you know, I've always joked about having a um, closet full of costumes so that when I'm choosing which friend group to play in, that I can uh, be appropriately dressed to the park. And uh, now that I understand that's really just playing with the projection field. Um, That's probably what my spirit guides meant when they said I need to play more, I need to be out playing in the projection field, probably a little bit more. (laughs) But your Clark Kent persona is in real estate. <laughs> yes. What an incredible guide you would be to buy a house from. Are people buying houses from you? What What is your real estate background in? Uh, well,
1: I did spend a couple of years as a realtor specifically, and i've I've done some pretty intense study into investing because I would like to really be a part of I'd like to make an impact transforming affordability. You know, it's very, very <laughs> important for us to have a sense of security in order to tap into all of our gifts. However, most of the last 25 plus years has been in the mortgage industry, which I never would have imagined. You know, in high school, even two or three years before I stepped into that industry, there's no way I would have ever guessed that that would be where I would be. However, it's, it's really a... Um, It's a terrific opportunity as a reflector, because people get very vulnerable in, in that space, you're talking about finance, you're talking about all of these emotions with the home. And there's a a wide variety of problems to solve for that five one and investigating solutions. And uh, uh, lots of things there that were a gift kind of from the universe so to speak when it came into my life that i never would have guessed on my own that that would be a space where i could bring those things forward and be of service
0: you know mm yeah i've always wondered how you know how does a reflector make it incorporate uh-huh. and <laughs> Cause that's where I'm, and it's funny, I didn't spend any time making it in corporate myself and I have this many traits that track in BG five for, uh, for big organizations. As <laughs> uh, I'm best to be serving it through coaching, consulting. And I'm like, that's what I, you know, I skipped the corporate ladder and just created my own business to be a CEO of and <laughs> ran somebody else's businesses. Um, but Uh, I always felt like I've just been very aligned even though I didn't know and the places I was out of alignment were the places I was looking to the modern western world solve that they can't solve anxiety depression like they're so obsessed with the brain they've forgotten about the heart the soul the energy Mm -hmm. um as much as you know what I've really taken away from um understanding myself is that, you know, I'm healing trauma from lifetimes ago. (laughs) And to be a five, one is to get to do that. But it also, when you don't know that, um, I imagine to be like, just letting Jesus know really young. So, so you got this kind of big task here and it's (laughs) going to, you know, it can, you do feel that weight from a very young age. What was that like from your experience? Ooh, that's a terrific question,
1: Katie. You know, I hadn't um I have a lot of memories, or I believe I have a lot of memories, you know, from early, early, early childhood. So it uh you reference Jesus in the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. They talk about him being a sober child. For some reason I, I always understood that because I it it felt like my mind the way my mind functioned, doesn't seem that different as a general rule and I could hardly wait to grow up so I could have some effect on my life Mm. being under the uh, the expectations and influence of the environment constantly and feeling like I had this wisdom and awareness and ability of course I was a child you still needed to grow up in the physical world and do you know learn things as a human I didn't wasn't as why there was some pride there, right? Some self-righteousness. Um, so I'm not sure if I'm even, I'm probably straying completely from the question, but it, no. It was-
0: and that tracks to my experience as well. And I'm like, is that why I wanted to grow up so fast? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, is that why I looked at the kids that were high school kids with their keys? Like it was the autonomy. Like, is that what it was? <laughs> I think mm-hmm. it is. I think you nailed it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, I was a reader like you as well. You know, I I um, part of the reason mom homeschooled me is because I pushed it. I I at 3 and 4 I wanted to know what those signs meant on the side of the road and I was driving them a little nuts with all of my why mm-hmm. and read this to me and you know. I said no, you learn to read and then that reading books became a whole world.
0: Mm.
1: Of diving into stories and i've really got into the do you remember um frank baum and the oz books i was reading those big novels at seven mm-hmm. eight nine years old six seven eight nine years old disappearing into this world of oz you know <laughs> things like that so i can relate to you there
0: and when you say early memories what's your earliest memory as a child how old are you Oh my goodness
1: I have early memories. I also work with, I work with a form of multidimensional inner child work. Mm. So through that, I have drawn some forward. You know, I would say the earliest that I actually clearly remember the home that we lived in and a variety of things that were happening, the lifestyle. I was five years old, five and six years old. I do remember my sister being born when I was four. And I do remember my fourth birthday in different pieces and periods. But because of that other work that I've done, and I'm not certain how much of that I've drawn forward versus Mm -hmm. just naturally, relatably remember on my
0: own. I was just wondering if that was part of the reflector experience. Um, I have a great aunt that would remember like being in the crib. And I know there's some people that have that memory. um, But just reflecting it, yeah. Yeah, I was told stories. It's tough to
1: know, right? Because Mm -hmm. we're told stories also. And so how much of that is our memory and how much of it was voluntold (laughs) for our memory? it's It's a fascinating process. But I can say that when working with the inner child things there, people can have memories, we can have memories of the womb, you know, and the stress and experiences there. So it's it's a tough question to answer accurately, really, you know, do you want me yeah, <laughs> to where I am
0: now or where I was <laughs> before I became
1: wiser to all this,
0: you know? Mm-hmm. And for any reflector that's listening or a parent of a child that's a reflector, You know, a few of the parents I know that are reflectors uh, have reflector children. Those children are getting labels. Um, Autism is one um, on the extreme end, typically for boys. Mm. Yeah. What advice, what do you, what insights do you have to share there?
1: Well, it's uh, actually, I was reading recently in one of our reflector groups about a lot of us females who as adults have been taking spectrum tests. And I personally score very well on that test, you know, and could easily fit into that label. Mm -hmm. So I would offer actually to anyone whose children are scoring on those levels to take a step back from diagnosis and take a serious look at their human design and give them an opportunity to decondition and accept the gifts because there's nothing to fix. Not for any of us. None of us are broken, misunderstood, misapplied. Absolutely. Probably Mm -hmm. most of us with any managed. (laughs) managed. And, uh, you know, also the thing about reflectors that's fascinating is the first part of our life, we tend to be pretty messy. And that's for our own learning. You know, our souls choose these incarnations. And we choose these incarnations for unknown reasons and we choose our parents and we choose our environments because our souls have a mission or a path or a purpose. And accepting the fact that our human minds are probably not going to understand what that is and are going to judge it is, is just kind of a part of life, you know? So I would say with your reflector children, give them a lot of space and grace because that first part of life, we tend to not show up as the reflectors that we can be later in life. (laughs) You know, Um, the wisdom is developed through experience. It's like pushing up against that resistance builds the muscle. And then this opportunity comes out, not to say that, you know, you won't get, get a reflective moment with your child who's a reflector. A lot of it is just them learning and developing and, um, Lean into the gifts, especially if you're having tests that come out on the spectrum. That's super common, super, super common. And I I definitely, if I had been tested earlier in life, would very much have shown up on the spectrum that way. I still test high because it's things like, like, that are natural to a reflector. You know, do you hear other people's thoughts and do you have, like, you know these energetic feelings and things like that's just a part of our life it's part of our gift it's part of what it is so yeah
0: be careful of the the judgment Mm. I'm starting to look at my open centers now in a different way as you talk about the surprise in particular and such a fun way for us generators manifestors projectors particularly my mental I, I tend to find mental projectors and they're so rare like i'm drawing people in so i can give them a voice clearly um but i'm starting to look at them in such a different way even how to play in that energy you know they always say here's the, the not self questions and those are helpful But then, but how do you play in those centers, particularly when you're in a seven and two work to do relationship? I think, you know, this might be how you play in those centers and relationships. Mm. Um, I know that's definitely in the eight and one relationship I have with my mother and my father separately. Um, That was a fun place for us to all play. Um, And it was definitely a different relationship when it was all with the three of us in a nine and now.
1: That's a great point. I love that you brought up the the Penta and the BG5. I know this much about it. However, it was enlightening to see my chart that way Mm. because I, like you, there's there's one little square in that whole thing that I fit. One tiny little bubble. And there's like accepting the, receiving the support of others. Right? That we have to learn better mm. in that. And also accepting that yes, on the teams, like not so hot, you know, and in corporate groups, not so hot, you know. Um, and that we're seen as leaders and seen as these these goal getting beings, and yet we we really only have this spot to work with. We really need to lean into those gifts. And I love the way that you, you use the word play Mm -hmm. because leaning into that, how can we play with these things becomes our gift instead of being in the shadow energy of it.
0: Right. Yeah. And if I'm, what I'm learning from you is that how we play is through surprise. It's,
1: it comes down to that expectation
0: In the state of surprise, I'm not going to forget that S part of it, the state of surprise, because once we get over our definition as generators, then we have to go to the next place, which is to play and the openness. And, you know, my favorite part about um, using this tool as a, a differentiator for helping humans understand themselves is that every layer that you peel back you're like, oh, oh, it says, don't start with the arrows. But then I learned about the arrows and I'm like, but why wouldn't you start here? But then you try with someone else and it makes absolutely no sense. And you're like, Oh, okay. But also that really changed my life to know that my arrows were very rare. Um, so state of surprise when I think this year I'm doing the, my experiment, I think everyone should experiment with themselves. When I owned a CrossFit gym, I had experimented with food and learned about my body and what it was meant to run with and you know, as I experiment this year with the neutrino stream um, and also experimenting with uh, seeing how my energy shows up differently in the openness and knowing that and this is where I'm going to start to be, get to read energies like you do. Because I'm starting to play and not what makes me me, but what makes me not me,
1: <laughs>
0: mm. where we usually try to cling to things and we, we mm. want to carve out what makes us us. But the surprise is actually getting to walk in the room and, you know, see what's there sometimes. Mm -hmm.
1: I have so many thoughts on what you just said. I wouldn't even know where to start. (laughs) I
0: I love that. And for the rest of the (laughs) thoughts that she has to share, including... Um, getting to meet esther hicks and getting to work uh channeling and her own like lifelong journey that she's had uh we're gonna move over to uh to our main episode go check her out and if anyone wants to connect with you where can people connect with you
1: Um, estherpowersconsultant.com is the best and most consistent site because uh, i i Part of my nature is to shift and change. And uh, that's why I created that umbrella. So I do have other websites and offshoots of that for my services and, and email and things like that. That is definitely the best and will be the best place to anchor.
0: Excellent. Everyone needs a a reflector energy in their life. They all need to just experience you. You need the Esther experience, Howard's experience (laughs) and a pleasure getting to, experience you. And uh, don't forget to head over and listen to our main episode. It's pretty amazing uh, and inspiring.